Welcome back to the truth with Ben and now. All right. So obviously we're in some tough times here. The coronavirus is spreading across our world and um, we always got to touch base on that. So I'm going to give you some statistics here. So worldwide, there has been 194,000 cases and deaths have almost reached 8,000. There has been 81,000 confirmed recoveries, which is a good note. The U.S. has gotten 5,700 cases with 100 deaths and approximately 74 confirmed recoveries. And that's considering that there hasn't been as many tests administered to everyone in the U.S. And I think the numbers will go up and I think the recoveries will also go up after we see those numbers. And obviously, everyone wants to talk about the economy. Yesterday, Dow dropped nearly 3,000 points. The president says we could be heading towards a recession. And the economy was an all-time high before the coronavirus spread across the country and across the world. Um, But obviously, it's taken a big hit right now. All right. Now for the coronavirus in sports. Uh, Pretty much, there's no sports on TV. Every other sport that I've seen is just reruns from many, many years ago. That is because the NCAA canceled their March Madness tournament and remaining conference tournaments uh, left that they saw to go. Uh, definitely takes a huge blow. NCAA and March Madness is a big moneymaker for them. So canceling them uh, definitely takes a blow, but I think it's necessary uh, to try to stop the spread of the coronavirus as it's slowly uh, cases are rising. Uh, as you mentioned, they haven't tested everybody in the world, so the numbers are definitely going to go up um, as time moves on. The MLB is delaying start of opening day. Now they're hoping for mid-May uh, start to the season, but one minor league player in the MLB has contracted the coronavirus, so we'll see if that affects the season moving forward. And then the NBA, uh, Rudy Gobert tested positive for the coronavirus. He was the first NBA player to get it. Uh, which abruptly canceled um, or suspended the NBA season. Uh, no timetable for the return of the NBA season. Uh, looks like it could be mid-June to ju- July when they actually start back up uh, as they finish the regular season and uh, off to the postseason. Uh, briefly, in the MLB, they might mean it might mean that there is a shorter MLB season. Uh, the NBA, Donovan Mitchell, and I found a report today that four unidentified uh, Brooklyn Nets players have also contracted the virus. Uh, so those numbers are starting to go up a little bit as well. Personally, I think the MLB will start probably end of May to June with a shortened season. Don't know how many games yet. Probably around 100. Uh, the NBA, probably mid-June or end of June, will reboot its NBA season. And the NCAA canceled all spring uh, sports seasons as well, like college baseball. Uh, there's no more college baseball this year, which definitely is a huge blow. Uh, it does mess up with some, you know, eligibility. The NCAA is saying that, you know, seniors will get another uh, year of, or spring sports will get another year of uh, eligibility because that would be kind of unfair. Um, but how does that affect, you know, like high school seniors going to college? You know, maybe they were told that they'll get a start their freshman year and now they might have to sit, you know, so. A lot of uh, crazy stuff's happening because of the coronavirus, uh, but that's just what the coronavirus is right now in the world of sports. And I think um, 
a lot of people overreact when they talk about, oh, why are they canceling all this and that? And I don't think people realize that all these major sports associations are taking these steps so that it won't get worse and the spread is shortened. I think it's all about limiting how many people can be affected. And I think all these associations are taking the right step by doing that. Definitely, because, yeah, a lot of it's easier to contract than the flu, you would say, but we don't have a vaccine and we don't know truly what the long term effects of it could be. Uh, It is a new virus, so people have to take these precautions. And I think these um, sports are taking the right the right steps. You know, MLB delaying it and NBA suspending it, NCAA canceling it. It is tough as a sports fan um, to see that happen, but it does seem like it is the right thing uh, at this current stage. Uh, we'll see down the line in about a month or two where everything is at, but definitely right now taking the right steps by delaying or suspending uh, seasons, in my opinion. Yeah, for sure. We'll see how it goes. All right, now for some NFL free agency. Past the coronavirus stuff, we got some major NFL news coming in these last two days uh, with NFL free agency starting up and uh, some trades. And I'm going to start it off with DeAndre Hopkins in a blockbuster deal to the Cardinals. This definitely came as a surprise to me and I think many people out there um, in the NFL sports world. But DeAndre Hopkins sent over to the Cardinals for David Johnson, uh, some picks involved as well. Uh, that's definitely a big win for the Arizona Cardinals. Um, Cardinals with Kyler Murray entering his second season with Cliff Kingsbury. Um, and Larry Fitzgerald, it seems like he'll never retire, probably in his 40th season. Uh, veteran wide receiver there with a young and one of the best wide receivers right now in the game. Uh, along they have Christian Kirk. Cardinals are a team to look out for, in my opinion, coming up in this next season. Uh, they had an all right season, as is an expected first season, you know, with the number one pick uh, rookie quarterback and a new coach, but I thought it was a pretty good season for them. I think they can only get better right here. Uh, but as for the Texans, I think this is a huge loss for the Texans. Um, I was reading an article about this the other day that uh, DeAndre Hopkins and Bill O'Brien were kind of at odds with one another, uh, which was one of the main reasons why he got traded. And that usually happens um, a lot of the times. If a player is unhappy, especially with the coach or how things are run, you'll see a lot of uh, changes to the roster. But overall, I think it was a loss for the Texans. The Texans were a playoff team last year. Um, Deshaun Watson looked better than ever. Uh, Hopkins, like I said, had another great year. That team was really good. And I could have seen them being in the playoffs and a contender for the Super Bowl the, the next couple of years. But with a big blow to the wider receiver spot, I think they're going to be out of the playoffs next year. I really do. Uh, they need to find somebody that can help fill in. David Johnson, I'm not sure, is the franchise player that will help them get back to the playoffs uh they need to make some moves here in the draft or get some other free agents to the side but definitely a win for the cardinals and a loss for the texans i would agree with you on that but i don't think to a degree where the texans really lost like i know they lost one of the best wide receivers in the game but they already have a few wide receivers that they can rely on and their biggest like downfall over the past like three years three four years has been their running back if david johnson can stay healthy he produces numbers and at a high level. Now, obviously, the Cardinals won this because the Cardinals now have Kenyon Drake, who is young and actually has people around him that he can win with, and they have so many wide receivers. I think the Cardinals will take maybe a year to get adjusted, but we'll see how it goes. Yeah, definitely with uh, the NFL adding a 
seventh playoff team for each conference this year definitely can give them an extra chance to make that seventh seed and make the playoffs. But we'll see what it goes. Uh, you did bring up a good point. They do have many receivers, but losing a number one receiver and one of the best receivers in the league is really tough. Hopefully the Texans bounce back. I am a fan of the Texans, so hopefully they do bounce back. Uh, but yeah, Cardinals definitely win that trade. All right, so next major trade we have is Stephon Diggs heading to Buffalo. Uh, four picks for Diggs, including a first-rounder, third, fourth, and fifth round in 2021 uh, for Stephon Diggs and a seventh-round pick. Now, me personally, I'm a Vikings fan. I am more than happy to see this trade. Diggs is just a pain in the butt. All he does is complain, uh, not getting the ball from you know Cousins and stuff. But Diggs is still a really good wide receiver. He's arguably, again, in that top 15 probably wide receivers in the league. Um, losing him is definitely a blow to the Vikings. Uh, but they do have Thielen, and they do have a couple other young receivers. Uh, the Bills, this helps them a lot. Josh Allen had a pretty decent year last year. Um, he has so much potential in him. Having Diggs as a valuable receiver can help the Bills push farther into the playoffs. Um, with Buffalo making the playoffs last year, I can see them making the playoffs again this year, maybe making a run for the Super Bowl. Uh, they, you know, add a couple more key players. I think they need a new running back. But definitely a win for Buffalo and also a win for Minnesota, I would say. Maybe not currently, but four draft picks in next year's draft, especially a first-rounder, that's a pretty good gig for the Vikings to get from Buffalo. Uh, so definitely a win-win situation here. It does hurt the Vikings just a little bit. Like, but like I said, they still got Thielen. They still got... Uh, Treadwell, they still got Cousins. You know, they still got a pretty decent team. I see both teams uh, getting a win here in this trade. Yeah, I think the Vikings and the Bills both, both made really good decisions here. The Bills, I think, have one of the best wide receiver cores in the NFL with Hopkins, or Hopkins, I'm tripping, Diggs, Beasley, and who else? Uh, Zay, Zay Jones. Zay Jones. They've got those three guys, and I think Diggs just had to go. The chemistry with the Vikings and Cousins and Diggs just wasn't there, and they needed to get rid of him so that they could make a step forward. And I think they needed – they obviously want to keep Cousins. He's obviously their guy. I don't know why that is, but, I mean, that's their guy in Minnesota, so they're going to stick with him. And I think if they get the right pieces that mesh with him, they'll be fine. Speaking of Cousins – Vikings resigned him to a two-year, 66 mil, 61 mil guaranteed. As a Vikings fan, I hate to see this. I It's so frustrating watching Kirk Cousins play because he can't run. He takes forever to throw the ball. I literally don't want to watch Vikings games because Kirk Cousins is the quarterback. I thought the Vikings would learn after signing him for a three-year, 81 mil guaranteed that after this third and final year, we could finally get a different quarterback. But no, we decided to re- add him for an extra two years, which is just awesome. Kirk Cousins is not a bad quarterback. There's a lot of um, people saying out there that you know he he can't do this, he can't do this. Yeah, has he not? Sh- has he shown up in prime time games? No, but he has one of the best completion percentage in the league last year. He was a top five quarterback in stats. Um, granted, he did have Diggs and Thielen as 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 his receivers, but Cousins is not a court- bad quarterback. The issue Cousins has is he likes to hold on to the ball forever. And that's when the D-line gets to him, and then he, you know, strip sacks and fumbles. Um, fumbles is a big thing for Kirk Cousins. Is Kirk, if Kirk Cousins can get rid of the ball sooner and take uh, more shots down the field, 
he will be a top three quarterback in the league next year. Mark my words. He was already a top five quarterback in the league last year. But if he can do that, this is a huge win for Minnesota. Now, maybe Minnesota thought that they couldn't get a better quarterback or something of that nature. Um, so they ended up resigning Kirk Cousins. But there's definitely risk-reward here with Kirk Cousins. If Kirk Cousins can show out in these two years and show the quarterback that he is, and the reason why we signed him for a three-year 81 mil, then everything will go um, will go good. But I'm, I'm a little scared here as a Vikings fan. I'm not too sure. This first year will tell me a lot. Um, hopefully he has a good year. Hopefully he can finally bring us to a Super Bowl win. We haven't done that yet. Um, but yeah, Kirk Cousins signing two year sixty six mil with the Vikings uh, this offseason. Yeah, Kirk, like I said before, is some for some odd reason is Minnesota's guy, and he's hit or miss. And I think every Vikings player says that. Oh, or at Vikings fan, just be like, oh man, he's gonna click here sooner or later. But we saw that in the last three years, it just hasn't worked, and I don't think it will in the next two. So maybe he'll surprise me, but at this point, I just don't see it happening. All right, and then my biggest franchise tag uh, so far this offseason, I'm going to go with A.J. Green with the Bengals. Now, A.J. Green hasn't played a lot of football recently. He's been injured on and off. Uh, but he is one of, when he's healthy, he's one of the best receivers in the league, no doubt about it. Now, Bengals obviously had a really rough year last year, ended up falling to the number one overall pick uh, with Joe Burrow, which is a huge win for them. Having A.J. Green with the franchise tag to stay with the Bengals is a huge win for the Cincinnati Bengals. Why? Because Joe Burrow is one of the best quarterbacks I've seen in a long time, and I think he'll have a great NFL career ahead of him. With Joe Burrow and A.J. Green healthy alone, Bengals can make some damage this year. They can potentially make the playoffs this year. Now, they do have to add um, a couple more players. Their offensive line is really bad, but if you have – you know, Tyler Eifert, John Ross, A.J. Green, Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow is going to help alone. Having A.J. Green stay at the Bengals and a fully healthy A.J. Green will help the Bengals make uh, the playoffs. Maybe not next year or the year after, but certainly down the line. So a huge win here by the Cincinnati Bengals and A.J. Green to franchise tag. Him. Yeah, and you mentioned all those wide receivers. I think you forgot Tyler Boyd as well. Joe Burrow is going to have yeah, weapons around him, and A.J. Green is another addition to that wide receiver core. So on to my four topics here. So my first is DeForest Buckner being traded to the Colts in exchange for a first round um, 13th overall pick in the draft. So I think they did this. It helps draw in QBs. And obviously, as we saw today, Phillip Rivers joins the Colts, if I'm right. Yep. Yep, that's correct. Um, as well as it just helps the interior D of the Colts. Last season, he racked up 62 total tackles, eight sacks, two forced fumbles, and four fumble recoveries, one of those resulting in a fumble recovery touchdown. The 49ers did sign Armstrong, who in most people's eyes are less t- is less talented than Buckner, but getting the 13th pick on top of having 31st for the 49ers, um, they're going to get some new talent. And on top of that, this move also frees up salary cap space if the Niners want to get somebody else that they're looking for. So the Niners kind of opened up room. I know they lost one guy, but they still have a strong interior defense with Boza and Armstrong. And I think the Colts definitely gained something here. And we'll see if Phil Rivers can succeed and see if the Colts can do something. Yeah, this is definitely a big win for the Colts D here. Um, you know, Buckner, one of the best defenders in the league. 
this actually, with the help of Philip Rivers, can put the Colts in the playoff potential. Um, the 49ers are still a great team. Yeah, they lost Buckner, but they still have a ton of more players, like you mentioned, with Nick Bosa. Um, they made it to the Super Bowl for a reason. Losing one player might hurt a little bit, but it's not going to hurt them at all. Yep. Um, my second here is Austin Hooper signs with the Browns. Now, I'm curious why the Browns want so many more weapons, but Hooper did sign a deal with $44 million and $23 million guaranteed. So Hooper missed three games last year, but still managed to pull in 75 receptions, almost 800 yards, and six touchdowns. I think this move um, will keep some of the players that are fed up with Baker Mayfield and the Browns Association, keep them there for maybe another year. This addition gives Mayfield once again another weapon that he can rely on, and we'll see if he can use it. Field is like someone from the NRA. They both have all the weapons, but just can't seem to use them all. Jokes aside, though, if Mayfield can start throwing the ball, the Browns will be dangerous. And, I mean, we said that last year, too. But they have Chubb, and they have Hunt. They have wide receivers, and they have now a solid tight end that can produce in the red zone. So we'll see. Yeah, the Falcons rebuilding here. They're getting rid of all their players. Uh, they released Freeman. They're getting rid of Hooper, who is one of the top three tight ends, if not top two, maybe even the best besides Kelsey in the league. So what what are the Falcons kind of doing here? Yeah, they've had a couple um, rough seasons after their massive Super Bowl loss. Uh, but maybe the Falcons are taking a step forward and rebuilding. Matt Ryan's getting towards the end of his career. We'll see what happens there. But I feel like we have this story over and over again. How many more players do the Browns need to make a Super Bowl run? Like we mentioned last year, they added um, OBJ, one of the best receivers in the league. It didn't work out at all for him this year. Now they're adding Hooper. Is this finally will this finally propel the Browns to make the playoffs? I mean, like I feel like every year we're adding players that are definitely NFL stars, and they can't seem to get it to work. Baker Mayfield obviously is a drama in itself, uh, so maybe that's partly the issue. But how many more players do the Browns need? Like. If the Vikings had this, we'd be Super Bowl champs every year. So, I don't know. Something needs to be done in Cleveland. Um, whether it's I – mean, they just did a, got a coach. Maybe they'll win now that the Vikings offensive coordinators is the super or the coach. We'll see. But definitely, how many more players do the Browns need? I feel like every year we're adding NFL stars. Left yep, and right. exactly. Um, Mariota signs with the Raiders. Um, yesterday, Mariota agreed to a deal with the Raiders for the 2020 season. So, Mariota started seven games during for – 1,200 yards, getting sacked 25 times, and not being able to produce big plays down the field. So those stats led to the Titans sitting Mariota and letting Ryan Tannehill take over. That change squeaked them into the last wild card spot where they beat both the Ravens and the Patriots, bringing the Titans to the AFC Championship. As a result, the Titans and Tannehill agreed to a four-year extension worth $118 million and $91 million in total guarantees leading Mariota to obviously want out of Tennessee. This deal is obvious. The Raiders have a short string with Carr, who has since been hurt in 2016 with a broken leg, has not been the same player he once was. I personally predict Mariota will come in by at least week four, unless Carr starts putting up some monster numbers. I think this could be a case of Ryan Tannehill in Tennessee. Mariota is athletic, and he has a skill set to win games. He may just need a new set of players to succeed with. I mean, he's going to have Terrell Williams, a young running back in Josh Jacobs, and not to mention one of the best tenants in the league, Darren Waller. Super underrated. And if Mariota can mesh with that system, 
I'm not going to say they're going to be some contender, but they'll win a lot more games than they did last year. Yeah, uh, Raiders have been looking for a QB all offseason. There was speculation if Tom Brady would join uh, the Raiders this offseason. I think that's off the table now for sure. They don't really think there was much of a chance there. But will he start? Will he challenge Derek Carr? Um, last year was definitely a different year for the Raiders. They definitely did better than you know the previous years before. But point comes to none. There's got to be something done to propel this Raiders team to the playoffs. Like you mentioned, there's some good players on the team. Josh Jacobs, um, one of the best rookie running backs, if not one of the best running backs in the league last year. Uh, Darren Waller, again, with Austin Hooper and Travis Kelsey, one of the best tight ends. Um, so Mariota's a good QB, especially a backup QB um, as of right now um, in the NFL. He, um, yeah, he had his struggles with Tennessee, but maybe this is, like you said, the new beginning, new players, uh, Mariota. You know, sometimes players just need a good, scheme and a good coach to help them succeed i'm not saying that's always the case but maybe just a change of pace will really bring out the mariota that we all used to see um back in his college days so definitely a big win here by the raiders uh definitely put some more pressure on Carr to perform like you mentioned maybe mariota comes in the early weeks of the season um or this maybe motivates Derek Carr to start performing more knowing that there's a quarterback maybe waiting to take his position so definitely a big win here by the uh, Las Vegas Raiders. Yeah, though. it's weird to say, but um, on, on my biggest franchise take, I think Kenyon Drake was big, and I think that's why we saw the trade between the Texans and the Cardinals. Kenyon Drake came in after Johnson got hurt, and he produced. He played great, and he really like fit into that offense. I think he'll continue to grow, and he's still pretty young. So, I mean, it's, there's not much to talk about there. I think he's going to produce, and he's going to be a good fantasy running back next year, and he's going to get a lot of carries. Um. Two other honorable mentions we have for franchise tags is Dak, which we saw coming. Dak wanted to get paid earlier, obviously, and I think a lot of Cowboys fans wanted to see that. But he is now their franchise tag quarterback, and respectfully, I think that's the right move. As well as Derrick Henry getting the franchise tag, which comes to no one's surprise. Derrick Henry, I think, is one of the best running backs in the league. He is... I mean, everything you want in a running back, and he can take a workload. We'll see if that workload adds up over time. But as of right now, in the next year, he's still going to be very valuable to the Titans' offense. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Kenyon Drake, you know, came in for Der- David Johnson. He got injured. Did a job. That's all you ask for out of players these days. Um, definitely could see a bright future there in Arizona. Uh, Dak Prescott, feels like it's about time. There's been a lot of speculation, you know, about when they're going to assign him, if they're going to franchise tag him. Dak Prescott's a solid quarterback. Definitely a big win here by the Cowboys. And then Derrick Henry, like we mentioned. I mean, we all saw what he could do in the playoffs um, against the top two defenses in the league with the Patriots and Ravens. Absolutely ran over all of them. So definitely a nice uh, addition here by the Titans, especially with them re-signing Tannehill, like you mentioned earlier. All right, now for our next segment. What is our biggest prediction still to come here in NFL free agency? I'll start it off. I think Tom Brady is going to sign with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Now, if you were to ask me two weeks ago, I would have said the Chargers um, or even the Raiders. But Tom Brady has pretty much been offered the general manager job with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, The Buccaneers said if Tom Brady signs with them, yeah, he has all control over the roster. Like, how would you not want that as a gig? You talk about 
not having a good relationship with one of your receivers, you could bring in as many receivers and tight ends as you wanted to uh, that are available in free agency. And I'm not, I'm pretty sure not a lot of people are going to turn down um, playing with one of the best, if not the best players of all time and Tom Brady. So Tom Brady to the Bucks is going to be my prediction. Um, I don't know if this is going to really help the Bucks. to be honest. Tom Brady, honestly, in my opinion, didn't have that great of a year last year. He's still obviously one of the best players of all time. But you looked at the Patriots last year, their offense really struggled. It was mainly their defense that helped them win games. So we'll see. Like I said, Tom Brady spent his whole career at the Patriots. Seeing if he's with the Buccaneers now will help him um, – do better to end his career, but that's my big prediction. Yep, so and Tom Brady, we obviously know now after a tweet that came out this morning, he will not be returning to the Patriots. It's just a matter of where he's going to go. The Colts are off the table now because of Rivers. Um, you got the Raiders are off, and, I mean, the Bucks and not the Chargers anymore either because they just signed Bridgewater. So the Bucks seem like the number one option for Tom Brady to go. And I think when you said that he gets to pick what he wants in the offense, I mean, they got weapons, but I just don't see Tom Brady making some miraculous run with the Buccaneers. That's just my prediction. And for mine, I would say OBJ is going to stay with the Browns. So now when I wrote this script, I said he's going to go to the Packers because he has a close relationship with Devontae Adams. And I think OBJ wants a quarterback they can actually throw to him but with the addition of Hooper it's kind of hard for him to be like why am I going to leave I only gave this one year OBJ is a talented receiver but he's so selfish I think if he can just give up a little bit of his workload and let everything else play out they're going to be a successful team and like I just said before it all matters about Baker Mayfield if he can just maybe do a little more than he's doing. They might actually have a chance of making the playoffs. Um, I think with all these additions, they can punch a ticket to the playoffs in the 2016 season, and I don't think they will, but they definitely could. Like I said, Beckham will demand his catches as always, but the Browns' success solely relies on Baker Mayfield. Yeah, I agree, especially with um, OBJ staying with the Browns, but... OBJ staying with the Browns could lead to more drama um, and maybe end up getting him traded. Like you mentioned, bringing Hooper in. We all know OBJ's personality. He likes to get the ball. Having one of the best head ends and multiple receivers now on the team, joining the team, he might get even more or less receptions than he's expected or even that he wants. And you might see a lot of drama off the scenes. You know, you might have, you might see a mid-trade during the season where the Browns will ship him somewhere else. Um, Packers would be a good landing spot, like you mentioned, having that good relationship with Adams and with Aaron Rodgers, one of the best quarterbacks in the league. If he goes to the Packers, it's game over for the NFC North, and I'll just be sad. But definitely could stay with the Browns. I think he will. Um, Hopefully his off-field drama doesn't kick in and, you know, just have more drama than we already need with OBJ. Yeah, I think it's just tough for him. I mean, he got very low red zone targets, and he scored four touchdowns last year. Any all-star wide receiver isn't going to like those numbers, regardless if you're OBJ or you're John Brown. You're going to struggle with that kind of number. And we'll see if Beckham stays, and I think he will. But the Browns Browns are an interesting team to see. 
I somewhat want to see them succeed because of all the moves they've made. But like I said, we'll um we'll have to see how it all plays out. And to our outro. All right. So we all know the coronavirus is spreading across the world. We talked about this in the beginning of the show. What is one thing that you do while in quarantine? That's a great question, right? One thing I... Oh. <laughs> you're no, you're good. You can start. Uh, honestly, you know, I've been super bored um, in quarantine. Everything's getting shut down. You know, restaurants and bars are getting shut down. Uh, so I've really been only able to stay at my house. So I've been playing a lot of video games. And will be the show 20 just came out uh, a couple of days ago. So I've been grinding that, grinding Madden, um, making some YouTube videos, just, you know, chilling, doing some at-home workouts, playing catch my brother, you know, just simple stuff. Um, can't leave the house. Like I said, we're going to be out of school for at least two more weeks. So that's not good. And baseball season right now is suspended, which is even worse. Uh, so definitely not like that. What about you, Ben? What's one I'm thing you've been doing? I'm playing some backgammon. You know, it's an old school game, but I think once I actually learn all the rules, wow. it'll be fun. And obviously, I'm playing PS4. Come on, you got to fill time with PS4, whether it's 2K or whether it's Fortnite. Oh yeah, you got to do something with it. Or you want the, or you just keep getting smacked by me and Madden. But you've been on 2K a lot. I've seen you. I haven't seen you. You get on like spurts, and then you just yeah. you just on, but. You know, I mean, what what can you do? We're just bored. We have yep. literally nothing to do. And we just want to wish all the seniors across the nation and really across the world that um, you guys can come back for your spring sports. I mean, I've seen it with my own team. It just sucks for those any senior, whether it's a sports player or if it's just a normal student missing prom or missing graduation. It's just unfortunate. And we hope that all this will blow by as quick as it can so that by June, people can graduate and have a ceremony. And I just wish the best to every one of my seniors that I'm close with and all the seniors out there that just want to play their sport. Yeah, I, I 100% agree, um, especially to all those seniors out there. I'm a junior, so I still have another year left. But I couldn't imagine um, seniors, especially in high school, high school baseball or any other spring sport. Um, I know personally my team had a new coach this year, um, so we're all excited, you know, new, new program, new stuff like that. Been working since school started. So like beginning of August, like first week of August, been grinding every day after practice, um, for a couple of hours, you know, hitting the weight room, um, taking extra reps, coming out here on Saturdays to clean up the field, um, countless hours spent into the program and playing a ton of fall games, getting ready for season. And we've only played seven games. Four of them were in a tournament, so we've only played three PowerPoint games. And now with the season in limbo, it definitely is unfortunate. Um, definitely couldn't imagine, you know, what what goes through their minds, especially um, a good amount of our players are going to go play college baseball next year. But for the people that aren't playing college baseball or any college sports, you know, what imagine what you can imagine just knowing that that might be your last game and. I know me personally, like our baseball team, we didn't know when we would stop playing. We played every day like it was our last, but we really did not know. Um, we didn't know when our last game would be. It was before we started our spring break, as of now. Uh, and we ended up losing 6-1, to one, you know, to a really good team. But, you know, it's just crazy because you never know when that, that could be it. Now, hopefully it's not it. 
um, school gets back to normal and stuff. But, you know, you just never know. We had a practice and two hours later we found out we couldn't, you know, practice anymore. So you just never know. And it's really unfortunate, especially all the work that you've put in the off season. But we're going to try to get our season back and play. But for all those across the country that don't get that chance, um, really is unfortunate, especially for college. You talk about, you know, NCAA, like basketball, seniors that go to small schools that, you know, don't win their conference tournament their first three years of college and finally win it in their senior year and finally get to experience what March Madness is all about. And then getting that to be taken away from you, that's really tough. I couldn't imagine that. But I think we'll get through this. Um, you know, it's just going to take time. There's a lot of unknowns. I think people are maybe taking like panicking a little too much. It's obviously something we should be worried about, but I think I was reading something the other day in about two months, we'll probably start getting back to normal. So these next, you know, two months are probably going to suck, but you know, just keep doing what you can do. Uh, especially those people out there that, you know, do, do play sports, keep working. Don't stop just cause you can't go practice. Um, but yeah, definitely, definitely sucks as a nation right now to not really get to do anything, but the best thing you can do is just keep your head up high. Honestly. Yeah, and that wraps up our show for today. We will be back on Saturday, surprisingly. I know I haven't been here, I haven't been engaged, but I'm here now, and that's all that matters. So I'm glad to be back. Glad to be with my boy, Niall. Um, sorry for the miscommunication a couple of times today. You know, it's hard when we're not face-to-face. We don't know exactly when to start and go and stop. So we apologize for that, but yeah, hope you guys Bear with us. In. We're in two different states. <laughs> I'm in Arizona. He's in Minnesota. So we have a very distant you know, time and everything, trying to find time. But... Yeah, definitely. Just keep tuning in. You know, like we said, like our stuff wherever you're listening from and tune in on Saturday. All righty. Thank you guys for listening. And uh, hopefully you guys come back next Saturday. And... Make sure you follow and like so you stay up to date on uh, the truth. I think I'm going to make a Twitter page so we can post when we go live. So go make sure you follow that. Um, but yeah, just stay with us. Hope you guys enjoy it. If you have any suggestions or want us to do a certain podcast, feel free to let us know. Definitely be interested in listening. But, I mean, that's all I got. Yeah, sure. I think that's a wrap.